Well, hi, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench podcast. Today, we're going to talk about friendships with my friend, Connie Albers. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. Well, I hope you guys are having a great, I hope you're getting your shopping done. All right. All of the people that are writing into the show right now and telling me that you're all done with your Christmas shopping, I'm not done. So I don't want to hear from you anymore. Okay. (laughs) You can only write in if you're going to make me feel like I'm succeeding at this thing. And so first of all, there's a lot of cards now that are adorning the walls here at Firmly Planted Family from you guys. Thank you for sending us your Christmas cards. We love hearing from you this time of year and for supporting the work that the nonprofit organization is doing. Also, we are just thrilled to see so many of you signing up to study God's word with me at MomStrong International. We are going through the month of December studying the shalom of God, the peace of God. It really is a peace that passes understanding. And while the world is struggling with so many things right now, and I'm going to just bless you guys today by not reading the headlines, uh, the world could be in crisis, but God's people don't need to be. We have access to the Prince of Peace in Jesus Christ. So if you guys want to learn more about what it means to walk in genuine peace, check it out at momstronginternational.com. I am thrilled today to have back on the show one of my favorite people on the planet, and uh, it's Connie Albers. You guys know Connie. She has been uh, in on well in my life for a long time, over a decade, and on this show for many times before. But she also has a wonderful podcast called Equipped to Be, and she's focusing there on biblical parenting, on education, culture, motherhood. And her podcast was recently voted in the top 50 Christian mom podcasts in Podcast Magazine. I love that. She's married to Tom, who is a wonderful friend of ours. Also, she's a mom of five, recently became a grandmother, and she's a mompreneur. I love her to pieces. Today, we're going to talk about friendship. Hey, Connie, welcome to the show. Hey, Heidi. I love it. Thank you for having me on the show. It's always a treat to be with you. Well, I'm glad that you're here because we have so much in common. The more we are moving this life thing along, the grandkid thing, you're loving it, aren't you? The grand, did I Was oh, I right man. about it? Yes. You know, you were, you always said, hey, it's the best gig ever. And I have to say, everything you said is it. You just get to love them and cuddle them. And then, oh, well, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. And, you know, you don't have to stay all night up with them. So, it's, yeah, the, I'm my, loving it. My favorite thing, too, I always tell, like, you know, moms who are just getting ready to become grandmothers. I'm like, listen, don't start thinking about yourself as some, you know, washed up old lady. Think of yourself like, hey, I'm going to get to snuggle and smell a newborn, all of the newborn and none of the night shift. It's amazing. (laughs) I love that. That's so right. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally amazing. But it's fun to watch you moving through different seasons of life because, you know, years ago when we met, we were both of us in very different places in our lives and our friendship has has just uh, sailed right along. You know, both we're on opposite sides of the country. You're in Florida, of course, and I'm here and uh, I'm still here. I always tell people I'm still here in, uh, in Washington, <laughs> still here in uh, in Washington state. But you have, I think, a very unique gift as a as a person in that I've watched you with a lot of women. Uh, we know a lot of the same women. We travel in a lot of the same circles and you are a genuine cheerleader. I'm doing your own mm-hmm. thing, but you're just I think a rare, a rarity, particularly when it comes to navigating uh, women in the blogosphere and in podcasting. Uh, I mean, like me, you've written, uh, you've written a book now and you've been on Focus in the Family. So we know a lot of the same people. And I love your insight 
into friendship because I've watched you live it for so long, mm. uh, which is why I think this is a great topic. So let's jump into it because this is the time of year, right? When people do a lot of, you know, we're reflecting, Christmas cards are going out and there's a mom somewhere who's going down her Christmas card list. And there's a couple of friends she hasn't heard from 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 in a few years, and she's feeling kind of wounded by it. Maybe she entered into motherhood before some of her other friends did, or she's just entering into a different season of life, and that friendship's not making that transition with her. Friendships can be wonderful, but they can also be painful, yeah? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you and I have both known that we've said something, and we didn't mean to, but we accidentally offended somebody, or like you said, with the Christmas card— I, you know, I didn't send out Christmas cards. I haven't for a long time, mostly because I either didn't have the money for the stamps, believe it or not. Um, I just didn't. And I had to think, okay, I've got to get these gifts with my family or send these Christmas cards. And I know they're important. And I just said, Lord, you're going to have to give me, you know, help them understand that I do love people, even if I didn't send a Christmas card. (laughs) But Heidi, we can get so offended by a remark, a glance, a look. A, a turned shoulder that we miss, you know, we misunderstand. Yeah. Maybe something our kids do that offends someone, and well, they're just not going to talk to us anymore. And I love this topic about friendships because friendships are based on relationships, which are based on two things trust and respect. Mm. And it goes to back to the seasons of life. And it's mm-hmm. true. Like when we, when you have a lifelong friend, like I can think of just a few women in my life who have gone on this journey with me since before I was married that I'm still in contact with. And these are the women that I don't need to be in their lives every day or talking to them every day. But when they call me on the phone or when I run into them somewhere, we pick it up where we left off. Those friendships are rare and they're worth celebrating. They are. As a matter of fact, when we finish the show, I'm going to go meet up with a group of five friends. We call ourselves the posse. We've been (laughs) friends for over 30 years and we didn't parent exactly the same or our husbands aren't the same, but we've been intentional in cultivating that friendship. There'll be years we went without talking. But when I think about our seasons of friendship, and I think about like you and I have a friendship, if, if we were to like to really judge, you've been to my house multiple times. It's and true. I actually haven't been a good friend because I haven't come <laughs> to your house. I know. I'm like, woman. You've got, you now you have family in, in Washington state. So now I'm, now I'm actually, now I'm starting to feel snubbed. Okay. Now, know, now right? we're going to well, get, we're going to, we're going to get to the snub part. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, we, we just have to be a couple of things, Heidi, that just keeps coming to mind. And, you know, we talk, we talk about this often in our same circles. It's just, there's the kind of friend that comes along and you were talking about me being a cheerleader. I'm a connector. I'm you a are. relator. Um, I know that. There is nothing someone's going to do that's going to throw God's will in our life. I mean, they can try to throw your ladder, kick your legs out from under you, knock you off. And you were in the political world. You absolutely You literally just described the political world. I'm I'm pretty sure you just did it. Like in a sentence. I'm like, oh, check, 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 check. I mean, you're constantly, you know, somebody's giving you a hug and you go, ooh, and you feel that knife. Um, Yeah, right. And so, (laughs) so, and. But, you know, if we're not careful, Heidi, we can be that friend and Mm -hmm. we can be that person that isn't really a friend. And what I love about us is we literally won't talk for a while, but then all of a sudden we'll see something on each other's Facebook or Instagram or somewhere. We'll see something and and we could like it or heart it or yay for you. Um, Or we can send a text and say, hey, 
um, and and not be offended if we don't have this long dialogue. And so when when we talk about like the seasons of friendship, I think about um, God didn't design friends to go the distance, every mm-hmm. person you meet to go the distance with you. Some of them are going to be a season. Maybe it's when your kids are little and they're you're you're nursing and your toddler years and your potty training or the elementary years where they're doing school plays together or the middle school years when they're doing sports and you're, hey, can you pick my kid up from the soccer field and run them over to, you know, piano lessons? Right. And those are beautiful and they have such a place in our lives. But that doesn't mean that they're going to have a place in 10, 20, 30 years from now. But in order to have that long-standing friendship, Heidi, there has to be, you have to, to really be unoffendable. Um, you, can't, you can't be so sensitive. Now, we can be sensitive, but you can't be so sensitive right. that um, everything that they do offends you. And yeah. then you harbor it because you get, you know, your feelings hurt and you don't talk to them. That's not the basis of a strong friendship. And anyway, I, I just... I think that the friends that we have when our kids are little, like if you're a new mom and, and you just have one friend and you see them at the park or you see them in, in the co-op or school classroom plays, they can have just as much of an imprint on your life as somebody that's gone 30 years mm-hmm. because God's put them in your life for a season to speak life into you or for you to speak life into them. And that's the beauty of it is not resenting what you don't have, but celebrating what you do have. Mm. And then when you get to where we are in our season of life, Heidi, we're able to look back and say, oh, this person was really special for like for a lot of my children's years. And I, um, I think that's important for us to understand. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I do too. Well, I, I, you know, you mentioned the word offense and I taught on this several years ago at MomStrong International. The Greek word for offense is scandal on it. It means the part of a trap where bait is hung. And I think a lot of us, we take the bait. We live in a world that is uh, obsessed really with the state of being a victim. And so sometimes we create that sort of drama for ourselves. And those, I think women especially, we can be, you know, guilty of this. You see something on Instagram, like, hey, wait a second, those old people are hanging out. I didn't get an invitation or whatever it is. And we can, we can um, obsess over things that don't matter. And that actually makes us a person that's hard to be a friend with. And so I've had conversations with women over the years and I've had, uh, you know, even in my own life, people have confronted me or said, hey, Heidi, you might want to think about this. If you find yourself, and I'm curious to what you think about this, but this is sort of what how I've looked at things, I think, more as I've gotten into later seasons of my own life in friendships. Uh, if I if I look at my life and I see just a, a littering of friends, you know, all over the place, they used to be in my life and now they're not, I might need to take a good hard look at myself because it's a very likely that I'm the <laughs> that I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the one who can't keep a friend because uh, I'm easily offended or because I just don't show up, right? Friendship is a two-way street. 
And I think we've got to start. I mean, it seems to me that we should be looking at ourselves first. Oh, absolutely. Well, God tells us to examine our heart. And I think that I love when you said, and I remember it was probably, I don't know, five or six years ago, you were talking about something that you had done to a, a, a woman that was a friend of yours. You didn't even know you did it. But that person was mad at you for a long time. Long time. And they finally came up to you and said something. You're like, I had no idea. No. And I, I think that, I think if we really want to have friends, we have to be a friend and we have to be intentional about it. And then we have to trust God. You're going to pour in. You're going to reach out. You're going to be friendly. You're going to be trustworthy. You're not going to be sharing their secrets with others. If they're sharing something with you, keep it private. Don't, mm. oh, well, did you hear about that? Right. That's their business to share, in my opinion. Um, I don't want to be part of a grapevine. I don't want to be the part of the rumor mill. I want to be somebody that knows that they can trust me. And with, with the hard matters, because we face some really hard stuff. I mean, Heidi, you and I both walked through some really hard, hard season, seasons. And, you know, you are a friend to me. And I know if I share it with you, you're not taking it over there so you can like get a step ahead of me in this or that, or, oh, she's down right now. So I can just like make mm -hmm. a few moves or I can, mm -hmm. you know, do this. That's not friendship. That's no. not real. That doesn't honor God either. No. Um, and in the long run, it doesn't, it doesn't work because that's not how you do it. Um, uh, that's not how you have a friend well, or you... how you be a friend, but yeah, I, I can tell you there are many times, um, I have probably unintentionally wounded somebody's spirit because of the way they perceive me, not the way that I am, but they just get a perception of me. Mm -hmm. Maybe the highlight reels are always too perfect or, you know, we don't, we're not real vulnerable or we're not crying or we're not, whatever it is that we're not doing. Um, so we just have to know people, Heidi. And mm -hmm. I don't, I just think about, there's some people who need to have friends that are very, will sit with them, that will sit and they'll listen to them and they'll let them cry. They'll, they'll be like, oh, I totally understand. But then there's friends that'll be like, yes, I've heard you. And I do understand now get up and get off the bench and right. get out there. Right? right. You have to have some friends that'll give you kind of like a kick in the pants and you have to have friends that'll just hug you and coddle and just because you're healing maybe. Right. Um, and then you have to have friends that are going to give you some sage advice. Um, all of those go into the makings of a friendship and it's like a little sink. It's like a little peppering of all of it. Yeah, it is. You, in my mind, you mentioned something and I, I want to go back to, because I think it's so important. You were talking about the importance of intentionality in friendships, a good friendship, and especially one that lasts over, over time. Uh, it's like a recipe, right? That, you know, if we're going to make just the right stew. You got to have the right ingredients. Well, a friendship is the same way. And I think you're right. It starts with intentionality. So what does it look like? Talk to the mom who is in the middle of raising her kids right now. And she's, her life is crazy busy and she doesn't have a lot of time to pour into friendships because it's all she can do, just get food on the table and, and keep up with her marriage. And maybe she's homeschooling. Uh, talk to her. What does it look like for her to reach out and make friendships and be intentional about it in, this, in that season of her life? It depends on your personality. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we both have a lot of children. Some of my children are really quick and they, they'll just reach out to everybody. They'll be sitting, nursing a baby, and they'll be texting somebody or they're very, they're, that's their personality. And some of my kids are very inward. They're very shy. And so they won't reach out because fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. Well, what if this person really doesn't like me? Cause I, I'm not, I'm going to just say, 
friendships with women can be difficult. Um, yeah, there's a lot of think? emotion. <laughs> well, um, they can be hard. Yeah, and, yeah. and so if, if you have a, ch- if you are the mom and you're the kind that you're afraid to reach out, maybe it's fear of rejection. Maybe it's, you just don't even know how to do it. It just starts with a simple, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. Send a text, send an email. Um, I know people aren't calling like they, they were, but if you see them out and about, just say, hi, I just wanted to know how you're doing. Start simple. Just start with a little simple thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. How's your child doing today? How, how is school going? How is, you know, how, what's your meal plan? Are you like, how are you buying groceries this day? So, you know, yeah. for those that are a little bit more outgoing, just realize you can't, everybody can't be your best friend. Mm. And you and I were talking about this. We have to be discerning. We have to be careful in who we have, who we allow into that like inner circle. There's friends that we're just friends with. We get along with and we have fun and, you know, they help us in our businesses or they help us in our ministries or they help us with marriage. Maybe when we're having a hard time with our, our marriage, because marriage can be hard. Um, or we have a teenager and, you know, they're talking smack and, you know, we're just trying to survive that day. Um, and you can tell I have five. So, you know, it's, you have a bunch, um, but Heidi, honestly, I, it's to that mom, just take the first step. If you want a friend, it sounds so simple, but if you want a friend, you've got to be a friend. Mm -hmm. And if that friend that you reach out to is cold, don't write them off. Just maybe give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they're drowning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they don't care. It's that they're just trying to survive that moment. Reach out to them a little bit later. Hey, I know you must be super busy. I bet your dog tired. I mean, my my daughter and daughter-in-law are both in the baby phase where they're not sleeping very much. (laughs) And so they're not doing a whole lot except for trying to nap when that baby's napping or, you know, get heal and, and kind of pull life together and figure out motherhood, which is, you know, we're still figuring that out. Right. Heidi. Right. Um, but have grace, mm. have grace with those moms and just keep putting your next step forward. And it's, if God is breathing life on that friendship, it'll flourish. And if not, let it go. Mm. And, and don't think that I'm being, you know, if you're being the jerk, fix it. But if, if you've honestly put your best foot forward to try to be a friend, and they're not reciprocating, there's somebody else that does want to be a friend with you. And then look for them and pray for that. Pray for the Lord to bring you somebody who is like-minded or maybe you can serve. And I think that's something we often don't talk about is, you know, I said intentionality, but Heidi, we have to, we've got to serve. And that's kind of like the lost art. It's who's serving us. How can we serve? How can we you know, just write a little note or send a little text or a little something that lets them know you're not alone. You're enough. I'm right in there. I'm right there with you. I get it. And just know I'm here. No expectation. Yeah. I love that. And I think for women who are so busy, you know, for as much access as we have to each other through social media, and I know that you and I have talked about this before, social media is never uh, a substitute for an in real life friendship, these real life relationships where you're making a phone call, where you're going out for dinner, where you're at least connecting. I think I told you a long time ago, my friend, Margaret, she's the one who, I mean, one of, she's one of just a handful of people that I've been friends with for what feels like a hundred years, like before I was married. And there was a season in our, in our lives where we were both raising our kids together. You know, we're potty trained together. We were doing uh, creative memories. Remember that? 
like creative oh, memories. Oh my goodness! Yeah, scrapbooking <laughs> and doing like you know you spend four hundred dollars on a scrapbook. Whatever. We're, yeah. tra- we're trying. Jay's still or trying to. Or I would just say like all my photos that. are in boxes. I never got them to right. the book. Right. So <laughs> so Margaret would come to my house, or I'd go to her house, and we would you know put our kids down or whatever, and we'd stay up scrapbooking till you know all hours of the day and night. Well, there was a point in which I ca- I called her one time, and we were doing what you know friends do, and we were gossiping, and it was wrong. I mean. <laughs> You know, Lord, Lord, forgive me. And he did. But anyway, so we're we're gossiping. And I was talking. She was like, did you see, you know, your old boyfriend from high school? Right. Keep in mind now we're in our 30s. I don't care about this guy at all. But it was just a funny thing to talk about. She's like, well, I saw him. And I'll tell you what, girl, you dodged a bullet. And I'm laughing. Oh, it's so funny. Well, just a little while later, Margaret gets a phone call. And it turns out that the woman that married this guy heard our conversation on a baby monitor. Mm hmm. That's right. No way. Are that, you? Yeah. No, that actually happened to me. So Margaret, so Margaret calls me and she was just like, Heidi, CYE. And I'm like, CYE. I don't know what CYE, CYE. And she goes, check your email. She hangs up on me and I check my email and she's like, okay, I don't know where in the neighborhood this woman is, but apparently she just heard our entire conversation on a baby monitor. Do you remember baby monitors? Like back in the nineties and they would literally pick up your conversations. Yeah. That happened to me. You know what I learned then? I learned a lot about <laughs> friendship. First of all, I learned, keep my mouth shut. I learned that. Yeah. But I also learned this is a woman who, Margaret makes me laugh until I cry. Like you have to have people in your life that you have, just that, sur- that survive all this stuff, that you can talk about this stuff. And it just becomes someone that brings a lightheartedness. Like whenever I see her, I don't care when it is, she just makes me smile. And yeah. we got to have those people in our lives, the stories that we're, you know, that we're going to be sitting on a porch someday in our rocking chairs going, do you remember when your, when your friend overheard our conversation 45 years ago on a baby monitor? You know, it wasn't funny then, but it's sure funny now. And I think giving yourself permission to laugh, you know, bringing that levity into friendships uh, is another thing that I've observed in you over the years. Just you're someone who is just, people can just let, let their hair down with and have a lot of fun with. We've got to be able to laugh about the things that are difficult and pick each other up when we're when we're having a hard time and then recognize, and I love what you said at the beginning and I wrote it down, friendships will come and go. Not everybody's gonna not everybody's gonna make it through every season of our life, but we can release ourselves and be the women that God wants us to be when we release that person into a new season of their life without trying to hold on to them. Yeah, that's and that's hard to do because we're hard. afraid. Uh, we're afraid. What do, if I who will I call? Who will I talk to? And you know, I find the older I get, the smaller my friendship, the smaller my friend group really gets. Um, because when things really hard happen, those are the people that, that are there. They will show up. They'll pray for you and they'll, they won't have to announce it. You know, they, you don't have to post it on social media and, you know, a hundred thousand people, whatever, pray, Mm -hmm. Oh, praying for you. No, they just know. Mm -hmm. And they're praying for you and you know that, they are there, but I love it because it, when you said levity, I remember um, Ken Davis, who's a comedian. He's a he he's a great communicator. And one day he just he was saying, you know, you have to learn to laugh at yourself, or the world will laugh at you. It's so true, right? I mean, if we really take ourselves so seriously, um, people are they will they'll just laugh at you. I would want them to laugh with me and. I, you know, you and I have had some funny moments and some of them we keep very private. Some of them, <laughs> well, we true. both can laugh immediately uh-huh. it's very because true. life happens, right? Yeah. With children. But we have to not pretend to be somebody we're not. You talk about that a lot, Heidi. Yeah. You talk about just being authentic and being real 
and and not putting on a mask and not putting on a facade of who you're not. Um, mm-hmm. There's times where you have to like do certain things. You have to like go to work and you have to put on your work face or you have to, you know, suck it up, as they say, and just get on about what you've got to do when you're faced with a hard situation. Like, you know, losing your dad, you're in the middle of a campaign and, you know, your your dad passed away and you still got to go out there and vote for Heidi. I mean, right. you still had to do all of that stuff, hard stuff. And there were. A few people, because I've watched you, Heidi, there's there's a few people that will wrap their arms around you. And there's probably more than a few, but there's there are there are those key people that will wrap and gird you up in prayer and and laugh with you and cry with you and sit with you and and send you a note. And that's the kind of of people we need to be where we can tell hard things. We allow ourselves to be loved. We allow others to meet us in a vulnerable place with discernment. Um, and that comes with just walking with the Lord, in my opinion, because he gives us discernment. But yeah, I, I love your levity. I love the levity piece of it because, I mean, if we can't laugh at ourselves, our kids are certainly going to shout out from the rooftops all our So I mean, that's like my kid's favorite thing. You know, <laughs> I'll post something on social media and then they'll just like post something up there. I'm like, I'm going to block you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend, I have a friend who usually when she texts me, she's like, you know, Heidi, I, I, I just want you to know you're on my, you're on my special prayer list now, which is just her way of saying, hi, wow, look at you. you I've elevated you. you. I've elevated you. You need you. more prayer, you need than, more prayer than, the, than, than the regular person. You had said something, Connie, before we started recording that I wanted to touch on. There's two things actually before we, we wrap it up today. Uh, in a true friendship, you're, you're able to hear a hard thing. And you're able to say a hard thing. And I think um, because you know that the heart of that person is for you, that when uh, that when someone comes to you and says, hey, I, maybe it's just me. I always tell people, if you're going to confront someone, do it with grace. Like maybe the way to do it is to go, you know, maybe it's just maybe I misunderstood this. Like I always like to start off, you know, uh, a hard conversation that way. And that way you give the listener an out. Or maybe they, no, you didn't misunderstand. I really did mean that. Or, yeah. you know, but you have to be able to, friendships that survive, uh, they have, first of all, I think they have very few moments like that. So if you're in a relationship with someone who's always pointing out your faults, not going to last. Or if you're the person well, who feels, I have to exhort you every day of your life, not going to last. But we have to be willing to hear it and say it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say this. Um, two things that I do. Um, first, I ask permission. When um, a friend is venting, which don't we all need to vent sometimes? Uh, Just turn off your baby monitor. Turn off your and your computer and your and cell phone. Turn go it outside, all on. Go on place. <laughs> because we know everything's listening to us. Um, <laughs> but I always, when after someone's really like a, a friend called me the other day, this is just a, last night, and she says, "I just need to vent." And I'm like, "Go ahead." And she vented and we chatted and I said, do you want to know, like, do you want to know what I think? Is this like, you just need to vent so you can blow it off because I know you're going to land back with, I want to walk with the Lord. Or are you really needing like a thought or an input? And And she would say, yeah, what do you, you know, like what? And I said, maybe you should consider. And whenever I always say that, I just, maybe you should consider this or I invite you to consider this. Or perhaps this or this or this situation might be happening. It makes it easier for the person hearing it to actually think about it. And I'm not telling you this is what you have to do because um, I can't 
I can't tell you what you have to do, but I can tell you what you might want to consider. Hmm. And it's a softer way of, of pointing out maybe our own false thinkings, mm-hmm. maybe our, our, a belief system, maybe that we have, you know, made it, let ourselves believe, or we've chewed on something or the enemy right. has gotten in our ear and made us feel like we're horrible and we're awful and we're terrible mothers and we're terrible wives. And, you know, ugh, all of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But a friend can say, I just want you to consider this. And the best friendships you can't, Speak into someone's life that way unless you've earned that place, too. And I think that's another really important point. You know, just like uh, just like you would never take that kind of a harsh criticism from a stranger. We have to be very cognizant just because something comes into my mind. Is this what God wants me to say? Am I supposed to go talk to this person or am I supposed to take it to the Lord in prayer? I think more often than not, we're wise to take things to the Lord in prayer and not ever bring them up in the first place. There's, I can think of so many things. And, and I've said this on my podcast before, you know, things that I regret in my life, they're typically not actions. They're words. I said that in mm-hmm. hindsight, I, I wish I could have, you know, I wish I would have just kept my mouth shut. And I think we can learn a lot. You know, the Bible says that a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And how many times have we unnecessarily wounded someone when, if we just would have been quiet, it would have worked itself out. Or maybe we don't need to be offended. Maybe we don't need to confront our friend and say, you haven't, you know, you haven't, you don't send me flowers anymore <laughs> or whatever it is. Like, you know, maybe we can just take it to the Lord and say, hey, Father, you know, uh, can help me be a better friend, help me be a better friend. Yeah. And then God softens our heart. Yeah. You know, just to kind of, you, you brought that up a little, early, um, a little back a bit. I just still have a couple, I'm sorry. I just thought of something that I thought was interesting. We aren't to be jealous of others, our friends' success. We're not to gloat in their failures. Right. We're, we're not to compare ourselves to whatever God is doing in their life. Because we have to remember that God is working in our lives at his time, not ours. And that for us as women, as friends, as a true friend, we need to just be locking arms because life is just straight up hard. And it's getting harder Yes. And if we're if we're like taking aim and taking our friends out or the people that are maybe trying to rebuke us or trying to exhort us or encourage us or maybe even help us, um, then we end up standing alone and we wonder, oh, why am I all alone? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's because of going back to what you said, maybe it's because of us, mm-hmm. how we're reacting to the people around us. Um, we're not receptive or you know, we're harsh and we're judgmental and we, that, that has no place in a friendship. And we have to ask the Lord to identify it in us. We have to ask the Lord to cleanse us and, and confess it. And then we need to go to that friend sometimes and just say, you know, I've been doing this and I am really sorry. Mm. If I've hurt and wounded you, there's something magical about saying, I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me? I care about you. I want what's best for you. I want to see you. I want to see your children you know, grow up and be amazing. And I want to see your marriage flourish and I want your ministry to grow. I mean, that just takes humbleness. Mm, Boy, it's something that's sorely lacking in the culture right now, that humility. And speaking of humility, I'm going to give you a chance to be the opposite of that right now, because you have a a child who just earned an Emmy award. Did And so I'm going to let you, 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 you got to brag on this, on this son of yours. Oh my goodness. This is an encouragement to all you moms out there whose kids that are showing an interest in something. Um, my son was had an affinity for filmmaking and cinematography 
and I saw it in middle school. And because we homeschooled, I just gave him a video camera and let him at, let him have at it. I lost friends, Heidi, because he would make these damsel in distress movies. And my daughter, who is an artist, made great ketchup blood. And so it would be everywhere. And people would thought for sure he was going to grow up and be like this violent. (laughs) And I'm like, no, this, he's got to hone his skill. And so we just kept giving him those opportunities and encouraging him. And for all you moms out there that are wondering if I should, you know, how to encourage your kids, just let them pursue that, which they show interest in and, and let them add skill and knowledge. And it becomes a strength, but Heidi, it was the most beautiful thing. Um, because it was just a couple nights ago, he was at the Emmy and they did a, uh, I have to brag on this piece. It's called Challenge Accepted. Yeah. It's about Faith Christina. She has Down syndrome and she is a go-getter. She is, she walks up to somebody that has Down syndrome or to a parent that has just been told they're going to have a child with Down syndrome. And she says, congratulations. And not, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because she doesn't view it as something to be sorry she is a, a child of God. She's to be celebrated. She has contributions to make to the world. And so my son and his team put together this story and it's so compelling. And he won an Emmy for it. And it was just that moment where as a mom, I couldn't quit saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, right. They're and, sending you, they're sending you uh, pictures of your kid holding an Emmy. Yeah. That's, that's actually pretty impressive. And also- uh, an oh Emmy, goodness. like we said at the before the show, for something good, right? Yeah. Like in a world where there's all these terrible messaging and the yeah. entertainment industry is on its head, you've got a kid who's getting out there and he's he's using those skills to highlight what is good and things that are good. You know, I have a niece with Down syndrome. Yes. And uh, and she's a light. She really is. She's joyful. Um, she has she has a perspective on life that is so life giving. Every room she walks into, she just lights it up. And I love that Tyler has been part of a team that has really brought these special people to the to the forefront uh, because it's they are amazing. lives to be celebrated. And if you look at the abortion statistics uh, around the world, kids who are diagnosed with Down syndrome before they're born are routinely killed in utero. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the world is missing out on a very precious thing by not affirming and not celebrating uh, kids who are born with Down syndrome. So I love that Tyler did this. Again, it's called Challenge Accepted, Story of Faith Christina. Uh, Connie Albers, you are a light as well. And I thank you for coming on and just talking about friendship. Where can people find you online? Because you have a podcast. Yes, you can find, you can listen to Equipped to Be wherever podcasts are played, wherever you listen. And you can find me at ConnieAlbers.com over on the website. Lots of the shows are housed there and on social media, Connie Albers, just find me there. I'd love to connect. And Heidi, I just, I love what you're doing. You know that I have. And here's here's the sign of a true friend, right? <laughs> you got I have up. like your first mug. <laughs> I got this in the mail and I'm just like, kids, do not break this one. <laughs> it survived. I'm so proud of you. I'm Thank so you. proud of you well, and you all know the work what? that you're doing. Thank you. Well, I I love you and uh, and just the support that you have given to literally hundreds of women. It's something I so admire about you. And Uh, You can speak to this topic from a place of real authenticity. So thank you for doing that. I love you, my friend. And let's talk again soon. Thank you, Heidi. 
For more information on Connie Albers, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And I'll link back to all of these things, including her son's Emmy award winning documentary. You guys are going to love it. Just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. You guys be a good friend today. You have an opportunity to make friends and to be a good friend. And if you're in a season where you're looking for a friend, just know that we're praying for you here at the podcast. And we know that God has good things for you head. Have a great day, everybody. Love your families well. And I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.